You're listening to The Great Coaches Podcast. Hi everyone, Paul here, and just a quick message from me to let you know that if you are looking to improve the performance of your team, no matter whether it is a work, sporting, or community one, then we've developed some tools to help. On the website, you will find our Thriving Teams Diagnostic, which uses insights from the more than 200 great coaches we have interviewed to challenge you with a series of questions to help you understand how your team is performing. It's free and only takes a few minutes to complete. If you'd like to know more, you can check out our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Great Coaches Podcast. To me, being perfect is not about that scoreboard out there. This is a chance of lifetime. When you can understand the person, you can then work towards a common goal. We are all on the same team. Now you roll and do it to the best of your ability. Focus on the fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. Your defense has got to be better. Leave no doubt tonight. Great moments are born from great opportunity. My name is Paul Barnett, and you are listening to The Great Coaches Podcast, where we explore leadership through the lens of high-performance sport by interviewing great coaches from around the world to try and find ideas to help all of us lead our teams better. Our great coach on this episode is Rickard Grip. Rickard was the national coach of the Swedish cross-country skiing team between 2010 to 2019. At the age of only 32, he led the national team to their best performance ever at the 2014 Winter Olympics, where they finished equal top of the medal table with Norway winning 11 medals. As a result, he was named the Swedish Coach of the Year in 2015. In 2019, he resigned as coach, having led the team to 35 Olympic and World Championship medals, and took up a position as the Swedish Olympic Games Preparation Director, and now is the Secretary General of the Swedish Biathlon Federation. Rickard is a driven and committed leader who at a young age was able to find an effective balance between challenging and caring for his athletes. He talks with deep sincerity about meeting athletes where they are, of partnering with them and bringing energy into the relationship so that they succeed. Building self-belief is at the centre of his coaching philosophy, which he summarises by saying that it's important to help the athletes feel like they can walk on water. He is also inclusive and believes that the athletes and the supporting staff come together to create the environment that delivers high performance. Other key highlights from this interview are 
the importance of being yourself as a coach and not trying to imitate other great mentors or leaders that you have experienced. How body language is much more important than actual language when it comes to communicating with athletes. The story he shares about offering calm instruction about techniques in the final stages of the race and not emotional cries referring to the competition. And the importance of looking people in the eye when you are giving positive feedback so that they feel it is genuine and not offered purely to cheerlead the athletes into believing in themselves. I enjoyed this conversation with Ricard a lot. It was my first with a winter sports coach and I got a lot out of it and I hope you do too. And just before we go to the interview, if you're a first-time listener, you can check out our library of interviews with other great coaches at our website, thegreatcoachespodcast.com. And while you're there, if you'd like to help our podcast, which is fully independent and free from ads, you can follow the link to our Patreon page where we offer exclusive content to our supporters. And now, please enjoy our interview with Ricard Grip. The Great Coaches Podcast. Ricard Grip, good morning and welcome to the Great Coaches Podcast. Thank you very much. Let me just start with something really simple. Where in the world are you today? And I know it's only 19 a.m., but what have you been up to so far? Right now, I'm in this situation, I'm home. And my home place is in Stockholm right now. And this morning has been a little bit busy with two kids, uh, three years and five years. When they're a little bit tired in the morning, it's, it could be a little bit rushy time to get in time to, for them to the kindergarten and also for me to the office. I'm very excited to talk to you because Stockholm is one of my favorite places in the world. So I'm very keen to hear your experience coaching Sweden and living in such a beautiful town. But I'd like to actually start with a pretty broad question because you coached the Swedish cross-country team for nine years. You took the team to the Olympics, the World Championships, and you had the chance to see many great coaches close up through that experience. So what is it that you think the great coaches do differently? It depends a lot what kind of athlete it is when they are in the career, if it's early on or if it's in the end of the career. For me, it's really important for the coaches to meet the athletes where they are. And what I mean with that is you have to meet the athletes if they are in the age, it's a young, or if it's a little bit older, what they have for own experience. For me, it's always that you should try to work together with athletes. That means some of them you might uh, show the way a little bit more. Someone else, you get more advanced what they should do, give them opportunity to choose which kind of role they should go for. So it depends a lot. And all, but the main thing and the most important is that they are into the job, really focus and give a lot of energy so the athletes feels like they have coaches that had big knowledge but for sure the most important part is that they give lots of energy to the athletes and i did actually after or before as you said i have worked for nine years in a team in the first three years i was working as a coach or head coach for the ladies and after that, I took over the head coach position or also the team manager for both ladies and men. That was uh, 10, 11 months before Sochi. And I have a white paper and my boss said that you have a fantastic opportunity to build your own team. And I thought that was a really nice opportunity. But quite fast, I realized that it's not so easy to build a team uh, and also have all this pressure from media, fans, everyone that feel like, okay, it's only like 11, 10 months to the Olympics and you didn't even have an organization. So that was a little bit stressful. But when I asked the athletes, all of them was talking about the passion, the energy from the coaches. That was the main 
thing when I asked them what they want from the coaches. There was the passion and the energy to the job. I want to talk about the team's performance, Sochi, as we go along, because of course it was pretty special. But before we get there, I'd like to ask a little bit more about your philosophy and your advice. And I'd like to wind the clock back, if I could, to when you were 26 and you took over from Pekka Eriksson as the coach of your own ski club. That's a young age to move into a role like that. So if you could give your 26-year-old self advice now, after everything you've achieved, what would it be? When in this age, you think sometimes maybe you can change the world, <laughs> what I should say. And also that you have the only, my way was the only way. If I should go back and give another coach in the same age my experience now, I should say that it's not that important that you always have the last word. If it should be like three minutes or four minutes interval, if there should be like four of them or five of them. For me right now, that's not the most important thing or part but I should also say that I'm a little bit more a coach than a trainer because I see the whole picture for the athletes you have the sponsors you have the private life with family situation you need to get these all things running well because you should have great time of training but if you're not feeling good or you're like not everything outside the training is not working it doesn't matter I don't think that if we go for we should talk about Sochi later on, but if you had like an athlete standing on the start line that day, I don't think it's the physiology that's the main part. It's the head that you believe that you can manage and you can handle the situation and you have the trust that you are strong for the day. I sometimes like to say that the coach's most important job is get athletes to feel like they can walk on water. So that's something that has changed a lot for me in this experience traveling from that age to now. But maybe it's good that you are like so focused that you are the one who have the only way from the beginning, because otherwise I don't think you might have the opportunity to pass the whole way and make my trip. So it's a little bit, yeah, it's hard to say, but you should really focus and believe yourself. And as Pekka said to me, he was a really strong man in the cross country in Sweden. And lots of people said to me, you should be the new Pekka. But he told me that you could for sure bring good and bad experience from me. But never forget, I'm Pekka and you are Rickard. And that's the most important thing. So bring in your experience from me, but make it to your own. Otherwise, you will play a game that someone will come behind and see well that's not the real thing now i'd like to take you to sochi then because it was a pretty special moment equal top of the medal table which was a great it was celebrated quite broadly in your home country of sweden where cross country gets as much coverage as football and you said after the success you said the most important thing for me is that everyone feels important and that they have a task in the team i'm just the one who tries to make sure that everyone keeps the same track so in your sport in cross-country skiing, what is the role of the coach? In that time, I was also like the team manager for the whole teams. I was like the responsible for old coaches, all the technicians, all the stuff around the team. So you can say that I sometimes bring two different leadership because you have the leadership, the coaching for the athletes, but I also at the same time should coach and have the leadership for the rest of the team. So that's for me a little bit different, actually. And I have a really good story, actually, from this time. An Australian friend is working as a physio in the team. 
He did a great job. He prepared Johan Olsson from injuries the last three weeks on the pre-camp. We have been in the north part of Italy. And then we should have a shot at flight from Sochi. No, to Sochi from Zurich. At the same time, when we should go into the charter, I give him a key to a car and say, safe drive back to Sweden, 3,000 kilometers. But after the men's relay, he sent me a text. I feel even home in front of the TV that I am a part of this team and this success that you bring to Sweden in Sochi. And that might be the strongest memory for me from Sochi, even if we have these gold medals, both in the men and ladies relay. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah, thank you for sharing it. This is a pretty broad question, but I would like to ask, how would you describe your coaching philosophy? Because it's been very successful. And later on, we'll talk about how you've transitioned now across to biathlon. But are you able to sort of describe the energy or the philosophy that you bring? The most important thing is, as you said, is the energy, the passion, the passion for the job, the passion for what you're doing. That's really important for me. And also try to work to see all of them. As I said, this physio was really important for me. You have lots of other person's support that's really important as well. So see all people try to handle everyone equal, but that could be quite tricky. And what I mean with that is that you need to, if you try to handle everyone at the same equal, then it means you not should do it equal because then it's not equal. I have an example that Johan Olsson, he was 32, 33 years actually one more year older than me. At the same time, I had Stina Nilsson. She was 19. She was still in the school and he had two kids and a wife. And if I should handle these two athletes equal, then I have to handle and be one kind of person to Juan and one other to Stina. So for me, it's really important that we meet the athletes where they are. And also sometimes you have athletes that are crying so you just need to give them a hug sometimes you really need to stand up and just show them with your fully arm that this is the way and this is how we do it right now so it's really important to feel the situation and after that try to meet the, the person where they are standing right now that's for me actually the most important thing ricard i'm wondering is there a saying or a set of words that you have that you use at certain times with athletes to help calm them down or focus them? Not something like that I do all the time, but you can also have, especially if you have a really nervous person that should go for competition. Actually, I was helping the first leg guy in Sochi, Lars Nelson. Normally, he's always coming like five, six minutes before start. That's normal. And you know that sometimes you're wondering, will he miss the start or not? But this time when it was the relay and he was the starting man for Sweden, it was the first time he did a relay in the national suit. And that was the Olympics. And he was for sure the gold medal favorites. He was coming maybe 20 minutes before the start. And I already there realized that he's nervous and this is not like a normal day for him. So then I tried to instruct him with uh, saying that, yeah, man, run over there around that tree and come back to me and do this and this. I give him like different short things that he should do just to try to focus on something else than what he should do in 20, 25 minutes or something. And the last word I was saying to him, and mostly I do to all of them, as I said, when they are really nervous before start, is that we have trained for this 365 days a year. You are a professional 
and this is nothing else what you should do today just go out ski because you are a great skier try to like simply fight to not make it big or something like that you seem to be the type of coach that at least through my research and reading that handles people's nerves and their expectations really well in fact i was reading where you said you'd actually don't have mental expectations you say the goal is to work hard all the way to the finish line and then see if you get any medals this is very different from many other coaches can you explain why you believe this for me, it's so important with all the preparation that you have to do before and the whole way actually to be passing the finish line. Uh, there's a lot of things that you can do all the way to the end. But I also think it's important for the team that we not just get um, the response about if there are medals or not, because you know it's really hard to get these medals. For me, it's more like, as I said before, the overall view is really important. For me, it's really important that there are good beds in the pre-camp, even it's not only the, like the training. That's why I said that was, this is for me a quite big difference between a trainer or a coach. The trainer might not care about that at all because they are so focused, they are so into the training program, what they should do these two, three hours on the session. But for me, it's like the big picture is really important. And I think that was actually the great success for Sochi. I haven't had that feeling even before or after, even if I try to do it, I hope I will feel some time more in my life because it was so amazing. All people are asking and saying that your athletes were in a great shape. And I ask, yes, but also the coaches, the stuff behind was in great shape those weeks. And that's a feeling that's so amazing. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How did you bring such alignment and consistency to the broader group of trainers and athletes within the team? Was there something that you did that helped achieve that? I have a mentor. I was talking to him a few days before we leave for the pre-camp in Sochi. We was quite, I was lots of in the media that we haven't done a good season so far and what will be with this. And when old coaches are starting to try to get some, some times in the media, coming with ideas, what we should do and why we didn't do like this and this. And he said to me, Richard, hey, you have to believe what you have done and what you are doing. The most important thing for you is that you have to show that for the team not with word, with your body. So every day when you wake up, make sure in front of this mirror that your pillow is in the bed and you go there with lots of energy 
down to the breakfast. So I think that was the main thing. I didn't talk. I didn't mess some words so much. I work with my body, actually. My body speech. <laughs> That's, I think, is the main thing to bring this kind of philosophy or mental to the rest of the team. And also some days, there was actually one situation, one of the coaches was saying to me after a hard session in the pre-camp, uh, it feels so good. And then it's like, something has to be like wrong. It could not be good like this. And I said, why are you saying that? Right now, we shouldn't believe anything else that it is that good. Uh, but it's feel weird to go and talk like that. You should not talk like that. You should walk like that. At the same there, you don't have to talk about it. Just show what your feeling is, that you are calm, you have confidence, you feel like we have done a good job, we are ready for this now. Just love it, enjoying the time that we actually have. It's not like Swedes that we are standing there and have like speeches or talking so much about we are great, everything like that. That's not so normal for a Swede. I think that's really a bit more quiet as people and we're not the person that scream out big word. Instead, we're working with our body and, and showing that we have a really great feeling. No, that's a great story. Thank you for sharing it. I'd like to talk a little bit about the last stage of a race could be the last kilometer could be the last 200 meters is there anything special you do in your coaching and your preparation with your athletes to prepare for the end of the race it depends which kind of race it is for sure we're doing that if it's a sprint race all the athletes know what should be the last like 300 meters or the last curve before the final 200 meters something like that so it depends but yes for sure and also I think that the coaching during the race is actually quite important. And also it depends who it is, what you should say. In Sochi, when Charlotte was catching the Germany and the Finnish team, we were screaming to her all the time that you are the strongest in the world. And that was something she was telling off that gave her lots of energy. At the same time, the day after, Marcus Hellner was going out in the lead. I think it was like 10, 15 seconds to Russia in the home place. So the public was quite sure who they were supporting. And his last word was like, Rickard, just say to the coaches that they should remember me or my skiing technique. Don't scream that he was catching one or two seconds or that I'm going one or two seconds faster. I don't care about that. Just help me to ski well, and then I will fix the rest. And he was able to have the flag 400 meters in front of the finish line to just have that amazing feeling to bring the Swedish Olympic team to their gold medal in Sochi. So it depends all the time, but it's really important, I think, to all same here, meet athletes, meet the situation. How should we do it? At the same time with Marcus in the World Championship in Finland, he was catching the third place. I said to them who was out on the competition track that if he passes one and it's 55 seconds, it's not 55 in the next. It has to be at least 54, even if it's 56. We always have to give him information that he is catching, catching, catching. So he doesn't feel like it's not possible. He should always have the feeling that I'm strong. I have the possibility to actually bring up to that. And one coach was saying that actually afterward, that Rickard, I have been in this for many, many years, maybe 20 years. And he said that actually, I think that you should really feel like you have a part of this medal because how you push all the coaches during the radio during the race uh, when Marcus was skiing was so important for this medal. In 2018 
the team go to Pyeongchang and the performance was, at least according to the media, was below expectations. And there were some reports of issues within the team. I don't know whether that was true or not, but what I'd like to ask you is what advice do you have for other coaches on handling disruptive influence within the team? The expectation was really big, as you said, and the ladies did it well. The problem was that we didn't get any medals on the men's side. So that was the big miss of the expectations. And it's hard also, because if you go for the history, the Swede has been really, really strong on the men's side, but maybe not on the ladies' side. So the expectation was really well on ladies, but on the men, we didn't. We have many good girls. It was a hard situation who we choose for the relay. And as you know, there are like one million Swedes are looking on this kind of races, then you have one million people that have better knowledge and they know more than me who should go in that team. <laughs> but I always, I had tried to have the feeling like this is just because there's so much passion. It's so much feelings around the team, around this sport. I try to bring this to a positive uh, situation, not like feel like, oh, Jesus, oh. Why are people thinking like this? My mailbox was like bombed during the Olympics about this. My phone was calling that I was stupid. You have no idea. You should not have this work and so on and so on. I think it's important to try to like feel like you still have your feet on the ground. <laughs> Even when it's going good at Sochi, I'm not the one who's like falling, flying high, but I'm not the one who's going really down either. I'm quite equal in this because it's, as a famous soccer coach in Sweden said, so good people said that I am when we are good. I'm not, but I'm not so bad as to say when it's going bad either. I think that's also something that you should bring with you. Otherwise, it's try to, even if it's hard to give or communicate hard situations or decisions, I think you should try to do it and really give them or share with them how you have made the process to just choose this and this. And for sure, try to keep it inside the team, that we're not talking through the media. But sometimes, as I said, people outside that have other ideas, how they should work. But I think it's really important that you feel inside the team that, yeah, we have talked about it, we are passing it, but we might not agree fully. Because if there will not be... Athletes that are disappointed, they're not able to ski a race or something, Olympic Games or a world championship or something. Like that. Then I should also feel like, why are they doing this? If it's not more the important that they not get like disappointed, then are they on the right place then? For sure, they had to be disappointed. But still, we try to handle this situation and we need to respect each other, respect that I'm the coach, might bring the team, and I have to take the decisions. Sometimes you say that I go on the feeling in the stomach, but that's just less, like, what is that? Yeah, but might be the most important you do, and you don't have actually the answer why you choose this or not this. But just try to say and, and give them as much as possible. I think that's really important as well. And try to have it inside the team and not try to talk with it outside. Do you have any ways that you found more effective than others at giving feedback to athletes? I think it's important. They feel like the whole team. I cannot say that I'm doing it to the, all of them, but if I talk as a team, you have different coaches, uh, different personalities that fits to different athletes. But it's important that you have some coaches that really have a good and tight relationship with athletes that you can bring up and share both goods and bads. 
And I think that's the main thing. And also, when you're giving feedback, you need to stop for a second or two, especially if it's good feedback, because if you just give them a fast like hug and just run away and or you're giving some feedback and at the same time you have your phone in your hand and you look 50% on the phone at the same time that you talk to the athletes or the person, then you don't have the feeling, is this for true or is that something you say because you have to do it? For me, it's important when you give feedback, the person that should take the feedback, that really feel like you mean this and you are into it. If you don't have time to stop or look the person in the eyes, I think it's better to not say anything. It works for a few times that you give the feedback when you are in a rush or just passing. You can do it for a few times. But if you do it too many times, I think you will lose the, the feeling that you really mean it. So for me, it's really important to stop, give the time and actually look the person in the eyes when you talk to them. Ricard, are there any particular resources, books, TV shows, anything that you found particularly helpful as a coach? For me, it's just been the persons around me, actually. That's just been the most important. That has support me, that has pushed me, tried to push me over my line, outside the comfort zone, and so on. So I have a few persons, actually, during my road, for sure, to say to start with Pekka, because he was also... As I said, I take the role after him, but I was also a part of that team before. So he started coaching me as a 16 years old. I moved 500 kilometers from my hometown where my parents are living. So it's like I said, I'm growing up two times. <laughs> One, together with my family, two, I was 16. But I have another experience to the next step in my life because when I was living here with a school or with a club, it has give me a lot to my life now that what happened there because otherwise I think everything you said this is how I grew up everything is follow one line for sure I had these lines but I had another one that gives me because I need to take responsibility already at 16 and I think that is something that and I always care about other people's that's why I think I was into this coaching actually you've transferred across to biathlon which is a huge sport here in the czech republic where i live and one of the top yeah. swedish biathletes said recently quote from what i've heard about ricard he's very driven and committed leader and he has a lot of experience so i'd like to ask one final question and that is what's the legacy that you want to leave as a coach for me is that actually those words i think it fits very well and it also fits very well what i want to have the legacy from me and I also want to have a legacy that even if I stop in a job, I still want to be a person that helps others to get great performance. Because with all these years you have knowledge and experience, you have always sometimes that you something that you can bring to another. When I stopped my job in the cross country, one of my colleagues had a speech and said that the most important for Rickard is that the organization is working. It's not important that he show that he make it work. And actually, that's also very near to what I'm, my own feeling is. I don't have to be the person who is standing in front. For me, it's more important that other persons are growing and everything is working. So that's the main thing. But I think that for me, it's hard to jump in in a feeling or a position to see what I actually have been through and what I have done there. So actually, when I did my first speech about leadership, 
I need to ask other people about what I should say because my speech should be like five minutes. No, not that. Maybe just one minute. I should say, hey, who I am and where I'm coming from. And then I say, I'm just myself. That's my leadership. I always get back to where everything is starting. Everything is starting on the small street with mom and dad. And I will never forget that. Even if I'm in interviews in the Olympics or wherever, I always get back to where everything is starting. And I think it's important, for me, it's really important to never lose that where everything is starting and that you could be, yeah, don't fly away too much. Still keep the feet on the ground and stay safe there because sometimes it could blow very, very much on the top of the mountain. And then it's good to feel like you're standing strong on the ground. Ricard Group, it's been wonderful to talk to you today. I can't wait to see the success of the Swedish biathlon team. Maybe not so much against the Czech team, but I do look forward to seeing you (laughs) at the Olympics. And I want to thank you again for a wonderful interview today. So thank you very much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Hi, everyone. It's Jim here. You've been listening to the great coach, Ricard Grip. Some of the other key highlights of this discussion for me were the story he shares about helping athletes remain calm and focused before major events, the importance of believing in yourself and the decisions you have made regardless of the feedback and criticism you may get from people outside of the team and wanting to leave a legacy of being someone who helped others achieve great performances through contributing what he can to the organization that supports the athletes. I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. And just before we go, if you have any feedback, then please let us know. Just like Macy and Gillian in the United States, who said, great insight into coaching and how to work with your teams and what makes them tick, but also how to get the most from them. It also shows that being a good coach is a challenge and requires a great set of skills and resilience. The interviews are professional, but relaxed at the same time. So you really get to know the coach. And I, Pemi from Germany, who gave us a review saying, one of the most inspiring podcasts, not only for sports fans, I learned from it a lot about dignity, passion, performance, and humanity. Big thank you to the authors. It's the interaction like this with people from around the world who listen to us give Paul and I great energy. All the details on how to connect with us and other people who are interested in the leadership insights from great sports coaches are in the show notes. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.